I need you to stop yawning. I can't. No, seriously, I need you to stop yawning. Okay. I mean, like, physically, I can't. Like, yawning is a thing that, like, you just have to do. But I'll do the little, like... Do a meeting yawn. That's what I do when I'm in meetings and I'm yawning. Welcome to Mom and <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker on that one. Douchebag. Prick. <laughs> <laughs> You derailed my intro. <laughs> Good. Good. Mominous is the podcast that explores the creepy shit that kids say because my kid's not creepy, your kid is. My kid's not creepy, your kid's creepy. How dare you? <laughs> number one. And number two, seriously, I need you to stop yawning. I just took a sip. While you're yawning. No. I saw the yawn in your throat. And there it shall remain with a million <laughs> other secrets. <laughs> Oh, God, I was going to make a juice joke. That was not good. I didn't want that. No, nobody <laughs> I don't wants want that. that. Thing. Nobody wants that. I'm Claire Berrios. And I'm Katie Judge. And we're your hosts of Mominous. We're really excited about today's topic. Which is mom tantrums. Yes, inspired by the toddler tantrums that are going down in a major way in my house. It's made me think about what makes me filled with rage. <laughs> There are so many things. 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 I don't know if I've ever been in touch with my anger the way that I am as a mother. I understand that. Yes. I'm sure I felt deep anger as a, you know, bopping around the city little single gal douche. But, fuck, now. But you weren't aware of it. I'm and deeply now you're like, aware of the, the animal being that lives with inside me that is... <sighs> throbbing with rage all the fucking time and not at my kids just there is a rage beast i actually love my kids they're majestic 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 so do you want to go first since you're clearly pumped about this topic so claire and i have back and forth during the week on what should we talk about and you know think about some ideas and so my original idea to chat about tantrums was adult tantrums. And then Claire said pregnancy tantrums, which are very real and very distinctly different, in mm -hmm. my opinion. And so then we honed in on mom tantrums, because all things, all roads lead to mom here at Mominess. And <laughs> so I did a pregnancy one as my first one, because I think that's a really interesting topic. I have pregnancy rage, and then I'm going to talk to you about my post-pregnancy mom rage. Thanks for breaking that down. Yeah, I thought I would. I thought it would be helpful for you to understand how my brain works. <laughs> prick. <laughs> I love calling someone a prick. It's so good. And it really is. It's funny to do it when you're laughing about it, but there's something deeply fucking satisfying about calling someone a prick and meaning it, but I want to confess that I've only ever done that when the person that I'm calling a prick has no knowledge of Okay, so my pregnancy rage is all around food. One, I never used to give a shit about food. I was a little bird that didn't really eat that much. I didn't care about it. I loved some pizza. You know, if I was bombed, we all know I love my ramen, whatever. But I didn't really give a shit. But now, and when I was pregnant, if, like, my husband went for my french fries and I had not opened the gates <gasps> yet... You were like, fuck you. I felt... I felt rage. Fucking fury. I understand Get the that fuck completely. away from my plate. Get the fuck away from me. This is my fucking food. I'm growing a person in my body. Get off. 
I understand right. that so deeply. Yeah. I said I wanted ice cream. Why aren't we eating the ice cream now? Right. And it all had to do with like spiking hormones and all the pressures of growing I mean, yeah, the person. Yeah, you can but be all scientific about rage. it, but it's way more yeah. real and frankly more convenient if you're just like, listen, this is the way that it is right now. I'm sure there's some sciencey ways to explain it, but I need these fucking French fries. I need and these you fucking fries. Need to go jerk off in a corner. Order your own, Todd, or whoever your prick name husband is. <laughs> Get your own fucking French fries if your wife is pregnant, or if she ever was pregnant. Because I don't want to share them now. I don't have a baby in my belly. No, you can't. Taste oh, my that's sushi selfish. Roll. That's not good. I don't care. Excuse me. Okay, I'm gonna call bullshit. <laughs> Right now, Claire and I went on a double date just the other night with our husbands. And she announced to the table before the food came that under no fucking circumstances would she be sharing her appetizer that she was all excited about. But in my defense, motherfuckers be burgling. (laughs) But you just called me out that I'm not allowed to not share. I mean, those are those are one ninety nine French fries. And they're mine. This was twenty dollars steak tartare. Oh, she's bougie about her douchebaggery. This is, should not be a surprise to anybody. <laughs> this is not a character flaw that's been hidden about Claire Berrios. That's true. <laughs> she goes big, she goes hard, and no, you can't have any. <laughs> I have to say, we went for our baby moon in Barcelona before Harry was born, and my pregnancy craving for Harry was tomato. I, I needed all the tomato in every form. I needed ketchup. I need marinara sauce. I needed raw pickled tomato? tomatoes. I needed raw tomatoes. I just needed tomatoes in every form and function. And it was perfect in Barcelona because they have pan con tomate. <gasps> so good. And I Which had is that. Basically and a, pizza. Yeah. I had that and a mint tea every single oh. morning. And it was, it, it satisfied my needs so Christ, completely. That sounds good. But one morning. Dan reached over <gasps> no. and grabbed a piece of my pan con tomate and took a bite. Mm-mm. And the rage that just blossomed inside me was so piercing and so fiery. And I had to stop myself from just exploding on him in the middle of this <laughs> fucking Spanish cafe. In Barcelona, because I was like, I don't want to be the crazy American. It wasn't because I was afraid that he would be upset. It was because I didn't want other people to judge me for the pre- for losing like, it over crazy a piece pregnant, of toast. Yeah, the crazy <laughs> pregnant American tourist. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I, I do. Th- it is like it's an animal instinct because you are you're very animalistic when you're pregnant. You or are. I was. You're feeling protective of your belly and yourself. And you've got hunger like you've never felt before. And you can't fucking drink. And your tits hurt and everything hurts and you're just getting big. And you can't fucking drink. But you can eat whatever the fuck you want. It's Except true. oysters and sushi and, and I mean, cheese. a massive laundry list of delicious things. But yeah. ice cream and toasty bread with tomato slathered all over. And french fries. Don't eat my French yeah. fries. So yeah, that was my that was my first rage moment. So I actually have a parenting rage moment. And then a pregnancy rage moment. Oh, I like it. Yeah. So my parenting rage moment was this. Right after I had Gigi, which was a year ago. This Saturday. This Saturday. <laughs> and what's the birthday party theme? It's sparkly. I love that it's theme. It's a sparkle party. I need to find some sequins. You do? 
If you do not, you will be assigned a sparkly piece of jewelry or accessory Ooh. to my discretion. Maybe I'll just let that fly. You'll probably do a better job oh, of it than no, I will. Oh, no, no. It's meant to shame, not celebrate. Oh. All right. Anyway, back to topic. After I had Gigi, mm-hmm. my hormones were raging. Yep. I was bummed out because it was the middle of winter. Oh, so hard. Yeah. Yeah, seasonal depression is a thing. Well, and we live in New Jersey, so. And it's like extra. It's extra. It's extra bummer. And I could not control, again, this lashed out at Dan. Poor Dan. I could not control my rage with noises. So I I would be stressed out about her sleeping. No, she's like a fucking tiny little squish who just slept because that's what babies at that age do. Mm-hmm. And he would clear his throat, and I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) What? What's the matter with you? And he'd be like, what? I just needed to clear my throat, or I had to sneeze. I would get mad at his sneezing. (laughs) And I was like, you could wake the baby up. And he's like, ah, 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 flipped out on him I can't even tell you how many times yeah. he'd be cooking my dinner and I'd be sitting there like the frying noises oh, the oil dear. is too loud <laughs> this sucks it's awful we need to quiet this house down and he's like I don't know Aww, yeah. yeah but it is it's hormone rage and like it was a total tantrum yeah. and I look back on it and I'm like she was perfectly happy to sleep through a tornado and actually like you want your kids to get used to sleeping with some level of noise of course because you create like a silence vacuum then that's what they're gonna fucking need sure and you can't do that absolutely and i don't know what it was and it only triggered nighttime at nighttime yeah that was the only time it really triggered well, like in the daytime i was like hey listen you know like let's be loud let's you be can blah, clear blah, blah, your throat blah. you're allowed to clear your throat you're allowed to sneeze Twice. Twice. Any more than that is just overkill. Please see our prenup. <laughs> Kindly see our legal document. No one likes to show off, Dan. <laughs> Nobody likes a breacher, Dan. <laughs> so, you know, it was, it, I, that was the one of the worst tantrums I've ever had was just, and it wasn't as bad with Harry, but it was real fucking bad with Jeej. Yeah, but that's totally too, like, when you have your second kid... You're so fucking tired because you're taking care of two kids. Sure. And you've got this wild card and you've got the metronome of your toddler Mm -hmm. or however old your first kid is. You've got that rhythm down and now you introduce this variable into the equation and you're like, what the fuck is this math going to come out to be? The second infant never acts like the first infant. No. Even if you want it to. Real hard. Okay, do you want to hear my next thing? Yes. Which is not pregnancy rage. This is my mom rage. Okay. I've said this a million times. I don't know if I said, I've said it on the podcast, but it's my philosophy. Gratitude is a path to happiness. Being thankful about anything, even if you're in a fuck whirlwind of shit-tastic, terrible things. I'm going to call bullshit on you now. You know you've said that several times. I've, I say it so much I don't know if I've said it on the podcast or just to you mm-hmm. when we're out. But mm-hmm. if, I'll say it every day. Gratitude is a path to happiness. Everybody fucking knows it. Magnificent. Magnificent. That's not... Fuck you, prick. Douche. 
<laughs> it's so satisfying. Uh, okay, I'm so happy right now because I called you a prick. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. All right, go ahead, Todd. <sighs> Todd, prick. Um, so anyway, my rage is that I get into these whirlwinds that are mental rage fests of my own making. I'll go to like yoga and I'll actually take a great class. And then if anyone that takes yoga or does yoga or however the fuck you say that, if you take a good class and you really do a great job and then you get into Savasana or corpse pose and you're like chilling out, you're supposed to chill out or think of your intention or think of nothing. I swirl around rage in those moments. There's nothing specific. It's always just like, I'll start thinking about, oh, I need to do this. I need to get to the next place. And why is my life like this that I have to go here and there? And I wake up at 530 in the morning and I still can't get anything done in the houses. And it's just this amplified panic. And when I'm trying to take my time to silence that voice, it gets really loud. And that makes me fucking furious. And it just exacerbates so that's my other rage is that i can't calm my shit down anymore i am i okay uh, <laughs> i claire looks like she might be calling someone to come strap me down to a i chair. don't know exactly what to say to you right now <laughs> do i need the xanax i think you might need the tranquilizer <laughs> i think I, you might need the dart gun Oh my God, I would fucking love nothing more than like right as I'm about to get on the train tomorrow, I would love somebody to just like motorcycle past and just shoot a horse tranquilizer into my leg and I drop. Done. Right I'm there. there. I'm, I'm fucking with, done. This is like my new fantasy. I can't come to work today. Someone horse tranquilizer. <laughs> I'm going to hide in the bushes. Yeah. Yeah. There's no bushes. There's no bushes. There's no bushes. This is New Jersey in the winter. I'm going to hide in the cement bricks <laughs> that were set up as a temporary barrier that were never taken down. The chipping. Yeah. The chipping. The chipping. <laughs> the chippening. I'm going to horse trank you. Oh, my God. I can't I'm going to be Sean William Scott in old school, and yes. you're going to be my Will Ferrell. Have you seen What's the Mom movie with Mila Kunis and Bad Moms? Don't bring that up. I just realized that my little monologue, I'm I'm Kristen Bell. Don't I don't I'm her character. I'm like, you know what? Wouldn't it be awesome if like you got really hurt in a car crash but you didn't die and you had to go in the hospital for like two weeks? That's what I'm like. I'm really mad for. that you're dra- that you're drawing a personal connection to that movie. Because it was so horrible. It's a terrible movie, but all of a sudden now I'm realizing <laughs> All of a sudden now you're like, Oh my god, I'm a Kristen Bell. I'm just this, like, adorable, petite blonde who can sing really beautifully. (laughs) I'm literally a Disney princess. (laughs) Do you have any more rage stories for me? No, you out-crazied me. I don't really know how to go forward from there. So do you want to just pivot away from your the madness of your mind? Yeah, sure. And into the madness of creepy kids? Yeah. Little but it's kids. um oh, excuse me my turn to go first but it's She's my turn say. to go maybe first. I'll just start and then you won't be able to do anything about it I mean I'll be able to do something about it I edit this she does I do nothing I just chat you don't do nothing you look real cute like Kristen Bell well nobody looks like Kristen Bell yeah 
You kind of look like Kristen Bell. I look nothing like Kristen Bell. You look like the Frozen character that's not her character. I know. I, I've heard that. There's like three little girls in our street who think I'm Elsa. And I don't disagree with them. Like, I don't they're either. Like, they, you know, they've drawn me aside and they've been like, are you Elsa? Are you from Arendelle? Are you, are you Elsa? Can you sing Let It Go? And I'm always like, shh. And then I just glide away. That's amazing. <laughs> it's really fun to do. It's less fun when the parents reach out to me asking me why I did it. Could you, could you stop? <laughs> like, could you could not? You, could you not do that? And I'm like, yeah, but it makes me feel pretty. <laughs> All right. So what's your first creepy kid story? All right, so this is from Paula. Ooh, hey, Paula. Hey, Paula. And Paula says, middle daughter was two years old and trying to get something under my TV stand. I asked what it was, and she replied, Cricket, Mom, my kitty friend. Cricket is my cat who died six years before my daughter was even what a What the fuck? That's amazing. I love this story oh, did- so much. Of course. Ghost pets are oh. fantastic, number one. She must have been so happy to think, like, Cricket was still hanging around. I know. I know. Paula, were you so happy? Paula, were you just thrilled? Or were you, like, freaked the fuck out? No, Paula, Maybe you she need should to be, be freaked thrilled the fuck out. that Cricket is still a thing. Yeah, but, like, your kid's seeing your dead cat. That's fucked up, Paula. You should panic. Why are you pivoting into negativity? Because I thought gratitude was the path of happiness. I know, but then I told you. Gratitude that Cricket came into her life. Yes. Gratitude that Cricket's now in her daughter's life. And if it crosses some sort of supernatural line, then why not? Because that's You've got no fucking argument for me. I win. Oh, I'm just still thinking... You can go ahead and celebrate your victory early, though. Just like Dan. That go-kart cheating fuck. (laughs) I mean, I married him for a reason. We take the victory early, and then we run away with the trophy. That's kind of our thing. Prematurely, would you say? Just before it's awarded to us. Did you have a pet that, like, you loved forever, and then you lost, and you would love to have it revisit you? Yes. So I had three pets in my life I had that were significant to me. One was a golden retriever called Harrigan. Harrigan. That's a good name. The next two were sisters. They were two kittens from the same litter. And I'm super ashamed of their names. Oh, my God. I can't wait. It was not good. I know. I can't fucking wait. It's going to be bad. Do it. it. I don't want to. Oh, yes, you do. It was Fluffy and Whiskers. Oh, fuck. I know. I I thought you were going to be like, Samantha and Miranda. (laughs) Oh, fluffy and whiskey. I was a preteen. I was less than a preteen. I was less than a middle schooler. I think I was in elementary school. Oh, man. And we named them Fluffy and Whiskers. Not original. It's not. And Fluffy got diabetes. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) Fluffy got diabetes, like, almost immediately. And then Whiskers lived a long life. Alone. Alone and uncared for. Our cleaner, I hate to refer to her like that because she was so much more. Yeah. Funny story. She was the um, custodian at our school, at our elementary school. Yeah. 
And she actually saved my life when I was choking what? when I was in junior kindergarten or kindergarten. Like Heimlich? Full Heimlich? Yes. <gasps> so we call her Cupcake. Aww. And cupcake. she's amazing. Majestic. Majestic. <laughs> Can we come up with a different word for me? You came up with that. No, but a different word for me. Like, I want my own special word. Oh. Like, yours is majestic, and I want mine to be, like, phenomenal. Oh, I like phenomenal. Yeah. So, Cupcake is phenomenal. And every time she would come to clean my mom's house, she would spend at least half an hour cuddling my cat. Aww. It was the best. Because, you know, I went off to school, and then I moved up to New Jersey, and she would take care of my cat. I mean, my mom would take care of my cat, but, like... Cupcake would cuddle and like play with my cat. Mm. I know it was really sweet. And so, of the three of them, I think I'd want Harrigan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I spent all this time building Dogs up about all my cats, about all my cats, and especially this one. But nah, I nah. think I'd want Harrigan. But anyway, my point is, I actually am shocked that we told a story about a cat and you didn't meow. Meow? Are you sure I didn't? No, I'm positive. Yeah, no, I didn't. I was waiting for it, and then a meow didn't come. I know. Until I prompted it, which makes it inauthentic. Yep. Meow. Meow. Listen here, meow. (laughs) I want you to meow, right? Meow. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Do you have your first story? Oh, my gosh, yeah. This is my first one. Okay, so last week I talked about um, a story that Jessica sent in about, oh, no. Cardinal sin. That is the dumbest ringtone. I'm keeping it's like the this standard in. One. I'm keeping this in. <laughs> it's so, so everybody knows. Should I answer it? It's Jamie. What a basic ringtone you have. We'll pause right now so you can answer. Did you have a good conversation? Yeah, it was, was nice. Was it useful? Well, it's my husband. It's always, you know, I'm going to put up the air quotes. Useful. I meant to the podcast. Um, no, I wouldn't say that. Jamie- so then, why the fuck did you do it? Because <laughs> I love my husband. <laughs> Bullshit response, and you know it. I like talking to him. Um, <laughs> How dare you, I first off? Yeah, I fucking had my ring around while we were recording, which is like a fucking newbie move, and I'm pissed that you've got this ammo on. Not even that I did it, that you have this ammo, and that you heard my basic bitch ringtone. I mean, I'm not going to forget either one. I know. I'm not anticipating that you will, but I will, like, have, you know, a Rick James ringtone next week when I have Jamie Collin. And you think that's edgy? Absolutely. You're like, think of the edgiest thing you can. You came up with Rick James. Yeah. Just just pivot into your story. Uh-huh. I'm using the word pivot a lot. Yeah, I feel like, like, four or five times this episode. I, you know, I don't know why. Were you doing like pivot tables at work? No. Or did I you watch I the pivot at Friends episode? No, I think I just used it a lot. Did I say pivot before and you were just trying to copy me by pivoting into you, the use of the word pivot because you want to be like me? Are you just pivoting into something about you? I mean, I'm good at pivoting. <laughs> no, Back to I don't me. know why I'm using the word so much, but I'm all right with it. Yeah. I'm so not- I'm going to pivot over to the story about Jessica from last week. Not going to read the whole thing from last week, but Jessica called out that her son had a ghost that lived in his cupboard and then that he, the 
he went in the garbage truck and got crushed yes. and said, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. So fun. We were laughing our asses Love off. We loved that one. So then we realized that Jessica followed up on her original post, which is amazing. We love layered stories. So Jessica. We love follow up. And layered stories. No, no, no. I get Fuck you this. Were... Fuck you. It's my Jessica. <laughs> She's got layers. I'm okay, saying it's I'll layered I'll stop micromanaging story. this story. All right. I'm a follow-up. It's not layers. <laughs> it's a follow-up. Fuck you. I'm talking. Just pivot into whatever she was saying. <laughs> okay. So Jessica followed up and said, the next morning when I was opening the curtains in his room, he said, you know when the ghost flew out the window? I was spinning around. I wasn't scared. He's gone. Okay. Wait, what? Yeah. That's... <laughs> he was spinning around? The, as in the kid was spinning around. I wasn't scared. What, He's like, gone. Like Tasmanian devil? Well, I don't know. But then Jessica writes, as we were playing, I started to ask him some questions. First question, why were you spinning around? And her son said, because he was behind me. What? So he must have been like spinning, you know, looking oh, like over his shoulder. like a dog chasing his tail? Yeah, like looking for the ghost, which would be freaky. And then she said, what does the ghost look like? And her son says, he is blue or black or white. He's nothing. He has no. And then he stopped and he wouldn't finish his sentence. No. Oh, it's so creepy. So then she says, is he nice to you? Yes, he's nice. Okay. All right. Okay. And then she says, does he look like a man or a lady? And he says, a really big man. And his name is a nice boy. Which is such a little, like, toddler response. It's such a toddler response. James does that all the time. A but nice James boy. James is also the best. He's magnificent. I love him so much. I want to go snuggle him. Um, James, Did you not... get that all out? No, I'll never get, get it Get a little out. bit more out. Oh, fucking, he's so cute when he's in bed and his little, he's still in his footy pajamas. Okay. Oh, God, I love the kid so much. Okay. All right. Now good. I'm good. Now, we, and now we're good. On. Now we're good. Now we can move on. Yep, 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 yep. Um, and then, last question, did you see him one time or a lot of times? Oh, a lot of times. Wow. Yeah. So this kid's like... Consistency. Matter, yep, he's matter of fact. He, like, this kid saw something. And it was blue or black the, the or blue white or, or black nothing. or white, that is... Uh, I loved the stopping. I know. Like, did he see him and think, like, I better not tell mom too much? Just the vagueness of it. Ah. The mysteriousness. I love the way Jessica wrote it. It was like reading the Mystery? script of Mysteriousness? a Mysteriousness? Mystery. I don't know. Maybe like layers versus a follow-up? I'm you still angry. You're being a real prick. Douche. <laughs> <laughs> this is an excellent Good. follow-up. Jessica, bravo. Yeah. Bravo, Jessica. Good It's no Elizabeth Caden, but it's close. Oh, I mean, I liked Elizabeth Caden, but I like Jessica's better. Oh, because it's yours? Mm-hmm. Mostly. <laughs> okay, wait. Focus back on this story. Okay, pivot. I love this kid because I love the discretion. Yeah. The, the, the detail plus the discretion is an adorable combination of, like, toddler and also, mm-hmm. uh, uh Yeah. Yeah, he's like, hang on, Mom. Let's not give you too much. Don't ask, don't tell. Don't run away with this. Yeah. 
Don't don't write into a podcast. Yep. Don't tell your friends. Don't post on don't Facebook. Don't tell my friends' moms. <laughs> don't be a dick. This is my Mom. ghost friend. Mom! He just got crushed by a garbage truck last week. How dare you? He doesn't need this shit. Mom! <laughs> <laughs> He's not even sure what he looks like. It's <laughs> so good. Oh, man. I like that very much. I love the follow-up. I'm a big fan. But I'm ready to pivot to my next story. Oh, you're ready to pivot? I am. Pivot. I am. I'm gonna. Let's pivot. It's from Rebecca. Okay. And Rebecca says, when my older daughter was three, she pointed into her room at the small rocking chair. (laughs) Did you like that delivery? I don't know that like is the word. A rocking chair. (laughs) That we brought home from my childhood room. She told me about the little boy who was sitting in it, (gasps) crying. Aww. I'm really loving my delivery right now. Yeah, I could tell. Crying (laughs) because he fell and got badly hurt and really missed his family. Oh, fuck. I listened to her and and told the quote-unquote boy it was okay to go home to his family now. She never mentioned it again, but we swiftly brought that chair back up to the attic. Truthfully, every time I walk up the attic stairs now, I expect to see that chair gently rocking. Yeah, of course you fucking do. Of course you fucking do, Rebecca. And Rebecca, if I were your husband and I knew you were going up into the attic, I would go up there and give that thing such a fucking shove. Right? Yeah. yeah. I would make a contraption that anytime you open the attic door. A little bit, yeah. I, I don't have those skills, but I would figure out someone to scare the shit out of you with that rocking chair. <laughs> I like how you're like, I have a loosely formed plan. Yeah, it involves not one that's scaring the shit out of you, but no engineering involved. <laughs> She's saying I originally said executionable. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta take another sip. No, time out. Okay, I'm good. But J- Rebecca's not done. Oh, no. Rebecca says, I used to see a quote-unquote woman in my bedroom as a kid until we moved to a new house when I was seven. It wasn't until about 20 years later that my mom told me she and my dad also saw the woman a few <gasps> times. What the fuck? Crazy, crazy stuff. What the fuck? Rebecca told us two different stories that were both applicable to podcast and scary as shit. Beat <gasps> that, you motherfucker. Do you think her parents were, like, fucking with her or they really saw the ghost? And if they really saw the ghost, what the fuck? If you saw a ghost as an adult, wouldn't you, like, legit lose your shit and get your kid out of that room? Only if I felt the ghost was harmful. A generation ago, we were not as protective of our kids as we are now. So a generation ago, they see the ghost and they're just like, life and death, baby. Ghosts, Gotta baby. learn it sometime. Ghost be ghost. Not much we can do. Versus now where it's like, I'm going to protect my child from the plastic and toddler wallets. I don't even know if it's more ghosts. about like, I think like helicopter parenting is more the norm. Like, I think about, my mom was, like, so crazy overprotective, but we also, like, played outside while she was, like, inside doing work or something for hours. I, I can't imagine, like, even when James is, like, eight, just being like, yeah, go on, I'll see you in a few hours. I'm sure, oh, like, so I'll get there. making the exact point that I did, but no. you said no. 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 <laughs> Not agreeing with you. 
<laughs> Never Douche. agreeing with you, prick. <laughs> I love this because it is such a visual thing. We've all seen that rocking chair, you know, creaking on its own kind of thing. Oh, yeah. But the emotion to having a little boy and the backstory is super creepy. Yeah, that is fucked up. It's really freaky and... It sort of hits me right in my heart because it's like he was really hurt and he missed his family. And yeah. that drives me bonkers because ghosts as a thing don't necessarily bother me as a thing. But evil ghosts who intend harm <laughs> and then child ghosts who miss their family. Oh, Jesus. I can't even family. talk about that. I can't comprehend the horror of that. That's so just... To me as a mom, that I can't. I mean, could you hold the ghost? Because I'd want to like snuggle. I would love to snuggle a poor little little boy ghost. I don't want to snuggle a little boy ghost, but if he's in. I mean, you literally just said that. I just want to help him. (laughs) I mean, you literally said snuggle. (sighs) Let's pivot away from what's right. (laughs) Okay, go pivot to your next story. Okay. So I have a story from Landis who says... I'm sorry, what's her name? Landis, as in Candace, but with an L. Oh, I like that. I do too. I think it's cool. I actually didn't assume that Landis is... is a girl. A girl. Could yeah. be a boy. Or Landis's last name. Oh, mm-hmm. good point. But Landis, I'm going to say she because I, you know, the future is female and... I'm in charge. And I'm a motherfucking woman. W-O-M-A-N. No, that's not what I, I was say doing. it again. No. Oh, okay. Keep you just, started it. Just, just, I was going Kesha and you were going dated. Accurate yourself. on brand to all of our conversations. <laughs> okay, keep going. You were Landis. going Kesha. I was going Dolly. Um, okay. Landis says, that moment when your three-year-old asks to sleep with a flashlight because he wants to see the eyes of the ghost who lives in his room. Oh! Oh! You know, the ghost who goes through the wall to see the little boy who lives there, too? No! No! Where does one go with this conversation? Where does one go with this conversation? Out The fuck out of that room. So, like, do you think the ghost knows the little boy? And it's like bringing him a snack. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Such a douchey thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Or they could be like, you know, two ghosts that are just chilling. It's like, okay, them. we're stuck in the same place. We but this kid's well... aware of both of them. Yeah, the kid's, the kid's there. He sees both of us. It's his room. Let's get some, let's get some fucking Lunchables out of it. I just don't feel like... I haven't had James say anything like fucking freaky like that to me, but I'm wondering what I would would or will do when that happens. Like if he's like, there's some shit going down in my room, like would I move him to a different bedroom? Exercise the place? I mean, we've talked a what couple times do? about, you know, how I felt a presence in Harry's room. Mm-hmm. And I never felt a negative from it. And I was like, okay, listen, if Harry doesn't say anything to me, my motherly instincts aren't saying, you know... Get him out. Get him out. I'm just going to let this ride. Okay. And you know what? He hasn't complained to me. Mm-mm. And I've never felt that, like, you need to get out of the room. Yeah. 
One of these days, I'm going to tell you this story of the balloon ghost. Oh, my God. Not today. <gasps> I'm going to tease it. But I will tell you the story of the balloon ghost. Is it your story or Harry's story? Oh, it's or... my story. <gasps> Centered around Harry. Is it Pennywise? It's not. Okay. Though it was a red balloon. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. God, Landis, I don't, I'm not sure what to say because that's double ghost. It's ghosts. a good story. And it's double ghosts. It, the eye question is troubling. And the little boy question is troubling. I don't think the eye thing is... I actually thought about it like it's probably dark in his room and he wants to be able to see their face. Oh, see, I went way dark with this. Of course. I was like, oh, well, you know, the eyes don't exist. Yeah. I'm picturing like a dementor. Okay, I'm picturing like a school teacher that's died, that's floating around with like a V-neck and a cardigan and like a wicked bun. And Here. like just a lot of care for the little boy ghost that's... Yeah, that's my choice. That's in the, that's I, I like it. I prefer your choice yeah, to mine. That's my choice. A purple cardigan. I think I'll jump on a your plum. bandwagon. A, a purple card. cardigan. Yeah. A man bun... Maybe he's got some Faulkner under his like. Oh no, it's a lady ghost. Oh, that's my envi- my vision. I went I went dude with that because yeah because bun because the man bun no is apparently more like, prevalent than a lady bun now. What's the <laughs> what's the magic school bus teacher's name? Miss Frizzle. Miss Frizzle. Yeah, a Frizzle bun. By the way, Kate McKinnon is the new Miss Frizzle, and it's phenomenal. Is it like a show or is she Yes. Like, <gasps> it's called The Magic School Bus Rides Again and Lily Tomlin's still involved. At the oh end of every God. episode, somebody calls and asks questions about How the does... episode and she like she does. Gets she... Oh. gets real with it. I got to check that out. Yes, you should. All right, you got another scary story for me? I do. Are you ready for this? Yeah, bitch. So this is from Amanda. It's short and sweet. It's not sweet. It's short and weird. Terrifying. It's short and terrifying. So Amanda says, my son has been terrified to use our bathroom and wants us to stand near it when he goes because the quote unquote man shadow is in there. I tried sage. Nothing's working. Help. Help indeed, Amanda. Yeah. So like sage and then that's it? Uh, Not to judge Amanda, but like... I, I like read a lot of judgment in that. <laughs> so like Sage and then you don't want to save your kid? No, well, I mean like, is Sage like the first and last defense? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, this is again, this is the question I keep going back to. Like, what do you fucking do if it's your house and something's terrifying? If it's ter Listen, if it's harmful, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. You move. You sell the house. You just cut ties. You go. If it's just a presence that's there, chilling out, Burn hanging out, just know that that means that there's life beyond death and take it as a comfort. I am. Here's the thing that bothers me about Amanda's story is that the son is terrified. Yeah, that's that a problem. Sucks. Yeah. Because kids are so intuitive. Oh. And, you know, it's one thing if a kid is just like, hey. Yeah, this ghost. There's a ghost. I'd like to see his eyes. Right there. He's blue and black and white. You know, and like nothing. Rebecca's daughter. Yeah. But if the kid's scared, what then do? I'm going to believe my kid when he says that there's something wrong with somebody. Right, of course. Well, you just need to make them feel empowered in the situation no matter what. But that's a shitty thing to have to deal with. It is shitty. 
because terror is a really intense feeling and you it don't is. want your wee ones feeling terror unless I, you do in which case you take no, them to see you, like the walking you dead. the one who wants to cause the terror in which they should feel it intensely and for as long as you want <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough that's a tough spot it's a tough spot i to hope be that in. little guy's not feeling terrified anymore i hope something has... i hope the sage worked yeah i do too maybe she called a paranormal investigator I think she would have called that out in the story. All right, fine. Just, you know what? Pivot to your next one. Oh, pivot. Okay, this is my last one, and I love this one. This one's sweet. Oh, I'm ending on a sweet note. Yeah, this one made my heart go, We like a sweet note. Okay, so Mia wrote in and said, My three-year-old daughter came up to me one morning. Three years old. Three. Three years old. Three years old. They're always three years old. They have the knowledge. My last story, Landis, was a three-year-old. Okay. Mia, my three-year-old daughter, came up to me one morning and said, my Baba is not an angel anymore. My Baba, and she is in parentheses grandmother, had passed away a few months earlier, and I had told my daughter that she is now an angel who watches over us, which is a really nice way to frame losing someone. So So good job, Mia. I was puzzled by her statement and said, oh, why not? What is she? She said, she is going to be my cousin. Mia says, my brother and his girlfriend are expecting their first child any day now. And then her three-year-old just walked away. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm going to cry. I fucking love this story. It's so wonderful. I can't convince myself that reincarnation is deeply true, but I fucking hope it is. Like, I love the idea of coming back and checking in with your tribe. Sure, As a little baby. (gasps) As a human-to-human reincarnation, even better. Oh, my gosh. Yes, please. Or even if it's just like how this little baby girl is understanding death organically yes, you know herself as like that's way it's more meta cycle. than the point I was making. Yeah. But I I just love I love it. I love it. I loved that one. Wait, what's this girl's name? Mia. Mia and Mia. her she doesn't give her daughter's name. And then Baba, Mia's Mia's grandmother was Baba, who's now coming back as Mia's niece or nephew. I love that. Right. You know, Gigi was born on uh, Dan's grandmother's birthday. <gasps> That's so beautiful. I know. And like they're was all Was Dan convinced. close with his grandmother? Yes. Aww. She was amazing. She was this old Italian woman, like from Italy. And Phenomenal. she was, you know, Dan and I, we were college sweethearts. Mm-hmm. And there was some judgment when we moved in together. Yep. You know, we're, we're you know, from traditional the wasp family, traditional Puerto Rican family, traditional Italian family. Like, there was some judgment. How many families do you have? We have so many families. <laughs> and when they started pressuring us about getting married, she was alone. She's like, oh, don't talk to them. They do it in their own time. Aww. She was like, she was great. And right before she died, we went to go visit her. And she said to me, she goes, Claire, I got you something. Aww. I'm like, what did you get me? So she whips out this box. And she could not remember anybody's name, okay? Like, she'd be like, oh, your name is Vanessa, uh, Galliana, Brianna, Sylvana, Lynette, Adriana, Claire! And I'm like, yes. She would have to go through the whole roster of people to get to my name. But this woman whips out this box. And she goes, here, I want you to have this. So I open it. 
And it was a pearl necklace <gasps> with a gold clasp that looks like a bow. Oh. And she had showed me, I want to say 15 years ago. And I had said, that's beautiful. Yeah. I said, that's gorgeous. I love it. Mm. Complimenting her on her necklace. Yeah. And she goes, I remember you like this. <gasps> and I want you to have it. Oh. It was the sweetest thing. Oh. And that's what, that's who Naughty was. She was just a sweet individual. I always felt like she was on my side. Yeah. She never treated me like, oh, you're just a Marion to the family. She treated me like a granddaughter. Oh. You know, and, and, and. It, frankly, I take a lot of comfort knowing that, yeah, like, Gigi was born on Nori's birthday. Maybe she's got a little essence in her. Oh, you know, like I, know. I think it's really sweet. It's super comforting. Yeah, this was a comforting one. It made me think of like you know losses I've been through that I miss people. Sure, and, of course. Yeah, like maybe they're around. Yeah, maybe they're hanging. Maybe they're trying to find. Yeah, I mean, I also like the idea of like. Going on to the next thing. Fair enough. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, Mia, Mia. I like that. Thanks, Mia. You made my night. Well, it's a good thing that we're ending on that note. Okay. It's a nice note. Yeah, thanks, Mia. End we're now. ending. We're ending. <laughs> it's done now. Last one. Oh, so good. Yeah. So good. So if you have a scary story, please email us at momonistpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can post it on our Facebook. Uh-huh, which is Momonist Podcast. Mm-hmm. Please uh, follow us on Instagram at the Momonist. Anything else? Do we have any other presents? Send in those stories. We're loving the content. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. <laughs> Gratitude. Gratitude. <laughs> it's a bad prick. I can't. Pivot. Pivot. Buzzwords. And remember, if your kid says creepy shit, don't let it bother you. But don't turn around. (laughs) I performed it. You're such a douche. Prick. Momness was created and produced by Claire Barrios and Katie Judge and written by your weirdo children. 